On today's episode of the Command Center Podcast, we are talking Josh Harris and the advisory committee. Advisors assemble! There's also been a lot of names that have been reported for head of football operations and head coach. We're going to review all those. Then we're going to talk about what makes Washington the premier destination for these candidates. And Fred said something about princesses and presidents. Yes! We'll find out on this episode. Welcome into the Command Center Podcast. I'm Logan Paulson here with Fred Smoot and the guy who can't be cooler than cool, you know, Santana Moss. Like with like, the glasses I like how you on. Just put like nothing on me. Just, I know you got you know, nothing. Just Fred Smoot. It's Fred. Fred, <laughs> Fred Theodore Smoot is here. <laughs> and this is the first time we can talk after the basketball game. Oh, most definitely. And I feel it, like I feel it like humbled a, me. I feel like a lot of fans need to hear your perspective you on the game. You ain't gonna know. <laughs> <laughs> it humbled me to the point of it made me say, you know what. You need to work out. <laughs> you know what? It made me say, you know, I already been swimming one time since then. My bike got two days before we get here. Like, I have, you changed my life because I, I let a lot of people die by letting you beat me. So now I'm taking my health very serious oh, right now. And I know we've been on you a little bit. And yeah. I want to say this. After we finished that game and Fred laid down for about 15 minutes, <laughs> he got back up and he shot the basketball pretty gosh darn good. It just took a total fatigue, total, that was, that total was my system. You told him he should have played horse instead of <laughs> playing a game. Like that was, I asked you in the middle of the game. That's that's changed it to horse. <laughs> yeah, his, pride, his pride yeah. won't let him do it. Hey, but everybody <laughs> seen the mall walker in the back, in the back of the <laughs> speed walking in the mall. Yeah, yeah, and you can obviously check this out on YouTube on the last podcast. Yeah. It's on the tail end of that. So, you know, Tana's out there. Uh, Tana, I was impressed, man. You were running 300-yard shuttles, right? Yeah, I did shuttles. I did six of them. And, I mean, I did it at my own pace, but it was that, impressive. that's my – I'm, I was warming up to go work out. So, yeah. I mean, don't, don't be impressed. I, I had to still finish and go out then. Get a whole lower body. I'm a new man, in. guy. Yeah, so uh, hopefully this hopefully this starts you starts you off on the right foot. I'm a, the, the way to start the new year. That's how I started the new year out by being humble, and now I'm good. Also, it was uh, it was cold on Monday. Yeah, it was really cold on yeah. Monday, and I was taking my kids to school. I got I, I live right behind the school, so I'm walking them through the woods. And on the basketball court, there's a hawk. Yeah. And I, <laughs> and I, I Is it just hanging on the goal? I, 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 did, I didn't have there. my phone with me. I was going to take a picture, but I was like, that hawk outside, that like, hawk outside is huh? right there. It was literally a hawk. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we also had to take that hawk Monday night. Oh. Uh, listen to me. That was, that was the hawk flying through. That's what people mean, right? Yeah, we did a show outside. Uh, it's coming out next week, I think. Yeah. Right? Next week. And uh, we did it at DC Prime, really yeah. nice, nice in front of the fire. But it was, yeah, he was out there. It was chilly, and it, so the, the that hawk, that Atlanta hawk, that, that hawk outside. It, 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 yeah, it was. We hovering, <laughs> we hovering over our heads. <laughs> yeah, they could drop the couple droppings on us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just a reminder, you, a reminder. Wow, mm. we're brought to you by Bet Three Six Five. At Bet Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe every sport should be epic. Right now, new customers can choose between two offers when they open an account at Bet Three Six Five. Use the QR code to sign up which is right over here someplace. Deposit $10 and choose between either first bet safety net offer by placing a bet up to 1000 And if your qualifying bet loses, you receive a match refund in bonus bets or bet and get offer and place a bet up of $5 or more and get 150 in bonus bets. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary bet 365, official sports betting partner of the Washington Commanders. You know, you must be 21 plus, <laughs> physically located in Virginia. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and won't help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
gambler. Great gambler. job, Fred. Yeah. Great job. Good way to remember the disclaimer. We forgot that last week. So good job. All right. So lots of stuff has happened. Yes. Since our last podcast. Yes. Right? Played a game. Been some changes. Mm-hmm. Ron Rivera has obviously been let go. Yep. I thought we could start this segment off just real quick by just saying, <laughs> kind of reflecting on Ron's tenure and, you know, kind of giving the man his, his flowers a little bit. I was, if there are flowers to give. I would say a man who, who showed he can handle adversity at the highest level. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about physically, mentally, and emotionally. Uh, when he came in, he had a tall task. Mm-hmm. Right? He looked it in the face and he gave it everything he had. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Tell I look you. at I just look at the whole, you know, coaches coming into this 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 particular building here, you know, this establishment. It's been tough for everybody. It, it, yes. So I don't try to, you know, put too much more on him than it was the last guy, you know, yep. mm-hmm. or the guy before that. So mm-hmm. he came here, he tried to do something that hasn't been done yet, or I can say in a long time here. He took yeah. us to one playoff. Mm-hmm. He had only one, you know, win a season. season. But hey man, he he did as most coaches have tried, and, yeah. and 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 he was a good guy doing so. So he he left here, you know, the same guy that I saw come in. He was a guy that I I had a lot of, um, I guess you can say, respect for. Yeah, and 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 he never lost it with me because I seen him go out there and fight through a lot, and he endured a lot, you know, while doing so. Yep. So. Yep. Pass off to him, man. You know, everybody can't go come in here and change things around, but he tried. And I'm glad he got the coach for the last five games because yep. I, think, I think he lost track of it because he had to be so much of a manager. Yeah. I'm glad he got to physically go in there with the players. And I think I seen a, I seen a different glow to him when he yeah. started to do it. Yeah, you both talked about the adversity. Obviously, he had the cancer when he first got here, which yep. was crazy, and I don't think people realized how sick he was. But, yeah. Then you got the COVID year coming off the cancer. Ah, the and worst. You, you remember coming to the building yep. around that time and, like, the regulations and the testing. We had to take tests, like, every, every day. day. My nose was red. Every day to come in and then all the Zoom meetings and stuff. Yep. And, and obviously, other teams handled that adversity as well, but that's a lot in your first year. And then um, – um, obviously, the non-football stuff was a big part yeah. of that third year. Yeah. And then this year with the ownership change. So not a lot of kind of just straightforward. I also dealt with the name change. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, like it was point. like one thing after another. And, he, and you know, like so obviously a lot of adversity. I think he, you know, there's some times where maybe made some questionable decisions, whatever. But I think yeah. overall, I think we all agree, really good dude. Yeah. Really kind of stayed the same the whole time. Good person. Yeah. And, you know, I think uh, a smarter football guy than I think a lot of people want to give him Most credit definitely. for. Most definitely. Until you t- have a conversation with him, you'll never know. Yeah, yeah. right. So, uh, but I think that moves us on to the next part of the show. So, thank you, Ron. Thank you for your time here. Appreciate you, buddy. We really mm-hmm. appreciate it. Uh, good luck with whatever's coming forward. Yeah. All right. Just a reminder, we're brought to you at Bet365. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe every sport should be epic. What's wrong? You right? No, I just... Thought it was quick that we. I know it's quick. We're moving on. Oh, Together. listen, listen. Hey, let's drive the truck, bro. <laughs> That's why we offer an early payout offer. Get your straight bets paid out or parlay selections marked as winner when your team goes up by 17 points, regardless of whether the opponent comes back to win the game. Our early NFL payout offer has hit over 52 times this season. Use the QR code to sign up and see for yourself why it's never ordinary at Bet365, official sports betting partner of the Washington Commanders. Uh, must be 21 or older and physically located in Virginia. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. So, obviously, 
Ron's gone. Big news. But the other kind of big point of news here is that Josh Harris has kind of Josh Harris and the ownership group have established this uh, advisory committee, yeah. right? And it's yeah. got some pretty heavy heavy hitters on on, like on, on the committee. Obviously, Josh Harris, Mitchell Rails, David Blitzer, Magic Johnson's on the committee. Yeah. Rick Spielman, who you know very well, yep. and then Bob Myers. So we talked about this a little bit yesterday on the Command Center show when we were recording it. But, like, just what is your thoughts on this group and kind of their mission statement of finding the best head of uh, football operations that they can find? When the earth is in danger, we, they call on the Avengers. When Loki comes down yeah. right, and you need something to be fixed, yeah. you got to put a group together. Like, right? like the A-team, the yes, Avengers. Yes, and that's what they done. And I like the non-bias of it. He didn't just say, hey, let's just find football guys. Let's yeah. find successful guys, and no matter what, they do yeah. and let's let them lead us in the right direction so i feel good about i love people no matter how how they get to say i don't know yeah like that's a powerful thing right there and i think in the billionaires realm they don't say i don't know much yeah like because the world have proven them to be so perfect at what they do they part of the one percent of the one percent mm. so i love that he got this power group together to say point me in the right direction help me get the right people in line so we can start because i think what they really want they want a culture over culture Meaning culture over coach. Like, think about it. No matter who's doing anything at the Ravens, it's the same way, the same mm-hmm. thing. At Pittsburgh, same way, same thing. No matter who around, no matter what's going on, I think that's what they want to achieve here. You know, yeah. I think we get caught up in a world where, especially us, I think in our culture, yeah. where we was told that you got to go out here and do this to be successful. Mm-hmm. Or you have to go out here and know this to be successful. Instead of saying that, you know, it's no one answer or or one right answer. Yep. And when you look at most successful people, you know, it's not because they just woke up and said, oh, I'm successful or someone gave me this. Most of them have a group of each other that helps, yep. you know, the next man come up. And then before you know it, we all sitting up here in a room and we can talk, talk the same talk and be able to, you know, spread our wings. When I look at this, I guess you can say this Avengers, you know, <laughs> you know type of type of group together. that they kind of assemble. It, it it just shows you that you know it's no one right way of doing things. You know what I mean? You can go out there and say, hey, all these guys have been successful in their fields. Yeah, whether have, it's yeah. whether it's you know Magic Johnson and playing basketball, the and Black being, Panther, and being a CEO and you know owning a lot of businesses. Whether it's the, the guy who who assembled the Golden State Warriors to all their championships. Mm-hmm. Tony you know, Stark. You know, and then you have your guy Spillman who's done it, you know, on different, you know, is uh, Josh Harris Tony Stark, though? He's got to be Tony No, no, <laughs> Josh, Josh Harris is Captain America. Oh, <laughs> You know, Fred, okay. gonna, he going he gonna to put the name. He's <laughs> <laughs> Captain America. But it just Sorry shows me you. that, you know, you know, Josh said, hey, man, I'm going to get all the guys who I'm, yeah. who I can, who I have rub elbows with through, through my past or, yeah. or present mm-hmm. and say, see if they can help me build this organization back to prominence and mm-hmm. i'm okay with that yeah, yeah and i think you know i think the culture over coaching or the culture i don't know you worded that C- very culture over coaching yeah i think it's really important too because like very important the the, mm-hmm. the guys on here right bob myers i mean established a tremendous culture right yeah. magic johnson has got, this, has got this brand of winning these yes. guys that are on the, uh, the the ownership the managing partners all those kind of uh, those people They've they've done they've been very successful and all those things that they've done mm-hmm. have been I think generated around strong cultures and I think all of these guys has one thing they all got in common longevity mm-hmm. and whatever they do they put that that that, that Golden State team together they still together yeah. the core three are still they understand 
of relationships with sports. Yeah. And I think a lot of people like to plug and play. Like the one thing I can say about Philadelphia, I admire what they do, but I think sometimes when they bring in guys mid-season, mid-season, and want them to just fill in the gap, sometimes it don't work because the relationship ain't there yet. Yeah. So I think that's what all of these guys have in common. They, they value that. No, I, I totally agree. And, you know, the, like, you know, there's a couple names that have been reported on, according to Adam Sheffer, Nick, Adam Scheffner, excuse me. Yeah. Nikki Javala and John Kime, obviously local. Kime does a great job. So I love does Nikki. Um, but, yeah, the head of football operations, guys, names that are kind of on this list are Will McKay, uh, Dallas VP player personnel, Adam Peters, uh, that kind of, that's kind of everyone's darling at the moment in terms yeah. of people that are really excited about from the San Francisco 49ers, Mike Borzi- Borzingi, is that how you yeah. say that? Borgonzi. Borgonzi. Gonzi. Gonzi. There we go. That was it, Tanner. Nice yeah. job. From Kansas City, Ian Cunningham from Chicago. He's assistant GM. Uh, Glenn Cook, Cleveland assistant GM. And Alec Hallaby from the Philadelphia Eagles. So one thing about those names that I like a lot yeah. is you get guys from – you talk about the culture, right? Mm-hmm. How that's an important – it seems to be an important part of this of this um, this advisory committee, right, to find this good leader, right? Mm-hmm. Is these guys are all from winning programs yeah. that have done a great job – with talent evaluation. And people say, oh, what about uh, Ian Cunningham? He's from Chicago. I was going to say Alfred X. But question. he is actually, he started his career in Baltimore. Yeah. He went to Philadelphia and then became the C- assistant. Yeah. So gotcha. talk about having a great pedigree, pedigree. about. Yeah. 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 And again, like that that position. We could have three if they trade the quarterback. If they yeah. trade. You're talking about two positions in the yeah, top yeah, ten. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So. They uh, so again, I, I think Dallas does a great job. Say what you want about them. They found a quarterback. They draft well. They found skill position players, offensive linemen. Uh, Michael Parsons, obviously. Um, Adam Peters, San Francisco. Talk about a vision for a team. Yeah. Like we talked about that when we played them. Mm-hmm. They are physical as all get out. Yeah. They draft guys who are physical. Mm-hmm. They embody kind of what they want to be. You can tell there's a strong connection there with the coaching staff and with the offensive identity. Great job by them. Kansas City. I mean, it's hard for me to kind of point Kansas City out because – they have Patrick Mahomes, so it's like yeah. they couldn't cover up all their personnel issues with that, but very successful, hard, uh, undeniable. Uh, how, uh, I, I think like when you the, look at these guys, the one thing about the price of success, people, that's how you break championship teams up. Yeah. You either go steal the players yeah. or you go steal the personnel. Steal the personnel yeah. And this is the, this is the price yeah. of success that we're watching, and I'm glad that we're only picking from the, the successful trees yeah. right now. And I think it's success in a very specific type of way, though. It's like culture. It's it's the culture, right? And they've yeah. got, they've established a culture of winning, winning. You can tell those teams have a very strong identity, yeah. Which is obviously part of coaching, but it's yeah. also kind of through personnel. And I think the other thing is um, they all have a they seemingly all have a talent for for identifying yeah. talent. The well, I think also too when you're looking at you know these these guys who we just kind of talked about. You know, the one thing that's in common that's next to them is either vice president yeah. or assistant associate. You know what I mean? So they was there with someone else. Yeah. Someone else has they was they was a part of a team that mm-hmm. that helped build whatever they have going on. So that's what they would be doing here. Yeah. We'll be bringing them in to probably be the head of our ship. But, you know, you got to always think and put in the back of your head that. They just not solely the guy that you know created right. what you see over there. That culture that they got to be to work with the head coach. Period. Yeah, like this the thing. They got to be organically connected, and if they're not, it won't it won't blossom. And, and obviously, to Tana's point, I think the fact that they are <clears throat> they are in these positions of leadership. Yeah, I think is important. Right? It's not like they're the GM, but they're the 
assistant GM. Yeah. They're yeah. the assistant, the associate, whatever it is. So they're right there kind of in that stage mm-hmm. right before they're all poised for those positions. Poised and I think there is something to be said for making sure guys have experience, right? Mm-hmm. There's certain times where you're like, oh, the, the, the head scout gets the opportunity or the regional yeah. scout. You're like, man, I feel like you're missing <laughs> some steps there. Yeah, yeah. None of these guys – Missing steps. Or missing steps. Yeah. And I also think, it, you know, John Kime brought this up on his podcast, so shout out to John Kime. They are all from winning programs or from teams in the division, and I think this is also a good time to get some information about how they do their process yeah. and how they view us. Oh, no, it's Kyle stealing. We're stealing a little bit, right? <laughs> no, no, yeah. that's, what you, 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 that's what you do from trees that blossom. Yeah. yeah. Like, you remember being in the neighborhood, Tan, if I walk past your house and you got a plum tree, <laughs> oh, you got the mangoes hanging off your tree. They on the side of this gate. I might go ahead and take me one. I'm gonna have to take one. That's just what it is. So at the end of the day, if you want to be good, there's only one way to do it. Yeah. And let's pick from the good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, it's important to note that Adam Peters and Bob Myers know each other from their time in yeah. the Bay together. Relationships. So obviously those relationships are really important. We're not saying any one of these guys has an edge, yeah. but personal relationships are very important. Also. Uh, got names that have been put out by Adam Scheffner, Nikki Jabala, and John Kime are the coaches. Mm-hmm. And I think in the coaching, I'm a little surprised, Tana, yeah. Fred. What you surprised? Because there are a lot of defensive guys. So you got Anthony Weaver from Baltimore. He's the assistant head coach, defensive line coach. Mm-hmm. Mike, uh, Mike McDonald. Oh, yeah. yeah, I want to say McAdoo, but that's yeah, not right. Yeah, McDonald, Baltimore, D.C., Raheem Morris, L.A., D.C., Dan Quinn, D.C., Ben Johnson, O.C. Obviously, he's kind of the bell of the ball for everybody at the moment. Aaron Glenn, D.C., and Bobby Slowick, Houston, O.C. Well, really, now that I look in the playoffs, it's seven offensive coaches and five defensive coaches in it. What do you What do you mean? Like oh, in terms that of team in the playoffs, right? And so this is this is uh, this is interesting. So yeah. obviously, Josh Harris has said stuff like, "Oh, I really want to be analytics driven," yeah. and there is a slight discrepancy in this, but it's important to point out that offensive head coaches tend to be slightly more successful. Mm-hmm. So when I thought quicker. This li- yeah, when I when I thought this list was going to come out, I yeah. thought offense, know, offense, 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 offense. So, uh, but I also think, kind of go back to the main point we were talking about with the uh, with the head of football operations candidates, yeah, that these guys are all part of winning, physical, tough cultures. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. And, and like we were just talking about, what's the plus with candidates with Dan Quinn? You're you're crippling. The Dallas you're Cowboys. Taking Dallas. You're taking some for Dallas. You're bringing it here, and he knows that roster up and down. Yeah. So he would know how to attack that roster, attack that Prescott, yeah. offensively and defensively. He'll know the weakness of the defensive players also. And you can look at it vice versa. They'll know what he does well too. You yeah. Know what yeah. I mean? yeah. Yeah. And be able to. So I mean, I look at it like this. I'm. I, I really care less about whether it's offense or defense. But you made a great point yesterday. When talking about just if you bring in that offensive guy, you don't have to worry about right. losing losing him two years later. You know what I mean? So you bring instead of bringing that defensive coordinator to a head coach, he go get off. That's the only or, true advantage, yeah. I believe, because yeah. you guarantee with success to lose yeah. the offensive coordinator. Hundred yeah. percent guarantee. Yeah. So that that's the only thing that stands out. But when you're trying to build something here, man, you kind of got to just say, hey, what's available, yeah. and you know what I mean, and who fits what we're trying to do. And I also think it's important to point out, like, Dan Quinn's been a head coach. And, and I, been know, to the Super Bowl. I was yeah. with him in Atlanta, and I remember talk, having conversations with him about, like, you know, afterwards, after he would got fired in Atlanta. Yeah. He was like, I, I wish I would have prioritized not coaching development, but just making sure there was a succession plan. Mm-hmm. So there's a guy who knows. Yeah. Kind of like the, the blind spot of a de- defensive coordinator is usually yeah. that offensive coordinator spot. Yeah. But he's like, 
if I, if I get to do it again, I'm going to make sure I take care of that, right? Yeah. Raheem Morris is a defensive coach from L.A. We know him. Been a head coach, coach also. Head coach also, but also is a, an offensive coach. He yeah. coached receivers yeah. when coach I was in Atlanta. Yeah. He was the pass game coordinator there. So I like guys who, again, Dan Quinn I think is – is innovative defensively. Yep. yep. I like that Raheem Morris knows both sides of the ball. Sloat knows both sides yeah. of the ball. That's right. He's yeah. linebacker coach previously. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, Aaron Glenn is a guy that I think – Personifies football. Yeah. Is, and it kind of flipped that program around. It yeah. was, part of the, was part of the flip. And yeah. I think yeah. when you're looking at taking someone from a losing culture in Detroit to, to a, a winning, winning culture, culture, seeing that – and seeing what that takes yeah. is also important, yeah. you know. And so while, you know, maybe not the most effective defense at the moment in the yeah. NFL, yeah. they do innovative stuff, but also he got to see the transition. Yeah. Well, well, some of the things he did well is, you know, he know how to go out and get the right kind of cornerbacks too. And that's something that we've been having problems with. Mm. You look at him when he was in um, uh, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. That cornerback play was superb. Marshall, you know, yeah, now you see him Lattimore. over here in Detroit. Yeah. Those guys are playing, playing better. You know, yeah. So, I mean, I think when you look at just his pedigree, you know, what he specialized in. Yeah. yeah one, he a D.C., but he's a, he's a corner. And, and he's and, a football player. He's a That's football the thing player. About, so, so, you know, the one thing he going to have over some of these other coaches is relationships yeah. with players, uh, communication mm-hmm. with players, shedding a standard with players. Yeah. Understand that. I'm a man that what I say is what I mean. Yeah. Think about it. Number three pick, uh, a cornerback from uh, the Falcons. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, not a yeah. Doku. He was but, uh, from Ohio State. Yeah. Ohio State, yeah. 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 He, he traded there. him. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There. So he, he traded him. So it showed that he don't – He don't. whoever wins, wins. Yeah. But also, so interesting there, and I think there's two names on here that really jump out to me. Right, Tell it's uh, Mike Mike McDonald because their defense in Baltimore since he's taken over has been awesome. I think it's top five. Mm-hmm. It's like third in points. It's third. You know, it's it's this vaunted group. And, yeah. I, and I again, innovative group, yeah. which I like. They understand how to break offenses. Physical, physical, physical. They understand also, Tana, how to maximize kind of unique. Talents. talents, yeah. Like I think about Kyle Hamilton. Hamilton, how yeah. like no one really knew how to use him, and he goes to Baltimore, and like oh, they're going to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. And I think obviously the position coach deserves a lot of credit. But he deserves a lot of credit. And the other guy on the list that I think is just the, the bell of the ball is Ben Johnson. And people say, why? It's because he calls offenses like Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. You know, and he knows how to maximize playmakers. He's the, he's the hot, hot, you know. He's, the, yeah, he's probably the number but, one candidate in the NFL. But like, like Belichick's tree. Everybody that come out their tree doesn't blossom because I don't know Ben Johnson personally. I think his right. play calling is innovative. But can he lead men? That's always the question that, with a great, OCs and DCs. That's a great can point. Can he lead men? And the one thing I always say, because, you know, I'll be the first to tell you that I want I want that head coach that's going to be the a-hole at times. You know, the one that's yep. going to kind of rub, I like rub that. you Demanding. wrong. Rub you wrong at times. But I think more so than anything, if you get the right kind of uh, assistant coaches. Yeah. Oh, then Absolutely. you don't have to beat him. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can be that now, that manager or that b- person, but being that he has an offensive background, he's going to make he sure gonna he, call he's, he's going to be calling plays. But for everybody else, I'm just here to let you know I'm the guy, but I got everybody that's going to put you in line. So that's uh, that's how I look at it. You know what I mean? Just get yeah. the right kind of coaches so, around so you. So you would, y'all would say he's the mad scientist out the group? He's the most innovative? I mean, uh, he's so Bobby Sloak obviously has done a great job in Houston, yeah, but I think yeah. if you look at his resume, Ben Johnson I'm talking about now, mm-hmm. taking Jared Goff, a guy that everyone thought was cooked, and making him a top 10 quarterback Bet. the last couple of years, right? Mm-hmm. Developing a run game, developing an offensive identity, yeah. a culture of physicality. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot there from so a we, football standpoint. Yeah, I would say 
X's but, and O's, we think he's out of this group. Yeah. He's the best. What about the best overall who, leader? I don't know. Leader that, I, think, I think that's the thing that's tough about the leader it. Leader of men part, you know, I you like Raheem. Raheem. I like Raheem. I Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn Raheem, but I knew Raheem, so I remember You got a personal, like like I, I had with Slocum yeah. also, but I would say those two first because yeah. they've been there, done that. They've been there, yeah. done that. That proof's in the pudding. And you actually had him in your building, and you knew how he was yeah. with guys that wasn't under his umbrella. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I remember being able to talk to Raheem. I'm an offensive guy and and just the communication that we had and the things he told me about myself. Yeah. As from watching me, I used to be like, man, you know, no coaches give you this kind of insight, you know yeah. what I mean? So, no, that's a guy who you want to, you know, play for. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, you mentioned that like, well, <clears throat> we know we both know Raheem. We both I know Dan. Uh, we, we all know Bobby. Yeah, we know Bobby. One also. thing they're excellent at is communicating with players and yeah. building relationships with players. So, I'm assuming that three of the guys that we know just happen to be really good at that. I'm yeah. sure these other guys. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's something. I know Aaron Glenn too. So for. Glenn, and I think Aaron Glenn. They just did an NFLPA survey in New York. Yeah. I didn't look this up, but I should have. So he was second in, in the NFLPA poll for 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 players recommending coaches, coaches that they like. Yeah, yes. So the number one was Frank Smith in Miami. I think yep. he was number two, yep. which, again, is an endorsement of how he's uh, – How the player. players talk well about so, yeah. No, so the players on your team, they're saying, how do you – like, what do you think of this guy in terms yeah. of how he relates and communicates yeah. with you? He was voted top five. I think, yeah, two. top – yeah, two. I think he was two. Yeah. So Frank That's Smith, again, another potential coaching – he's not not been reported, but um, Aaron Glenn, I think, kind of encapsulates that stuff that we're talking about, which yeah. is – Leading men, but leading men at the NFL is different than in college where you can kind of be this austere, almost a bully. Here yeah. it's about communicating and building those relationships, and it just seems like they've got a bunch of guys. You know, I played with – I was Coach Anthony Weaver was on the staff when I was in Houston. Yep. Again, a guy who um, just people liked can communicate well. So lots lots of exciting football stuff there, obviously, and some big decisions yet to come, and we'll obviously keep you informed and up to date. I want to know personally what do you like. What, do you like a, a, a newbie, a guy that's – this is your first time here, Coach? That's a great question. Or do you like a guy that's been there, done that? Uh, or you want a fresh start? Because that's how we got Joe Gibbs. Coach Gibbs, by them actually hiring him, he hadn't proved anything yeah. yet. So. so a couple things here that I want to point out. One, I think young quarter, young coordinators that are become head coaches, young head coaches, tend to be a little bit hungrier to kind of prove themselves, right? Mm. I do think older coaches have better networks. And Tana talked about how important it is to hire good coordinators and good position coaches. Mm -hmm. So, like, Dan Quinn has been coaching for 25 years in the NFL. So, you know his staff so going to be – he's, he's going to be like, oh, I know, I know the perfect OC. I know the perfect D-line coach. Yeah. And so, he's got that at his disposal. Unlike Bobby Sloak, who, again, is a good coach. It's, but he had to put a staff But together. he's got to put it together, right? Yeah, and yeah. so, I had a conversation with someone who's up for a head coaching job. And he basically said to me, like, I want to make sure that I've coached long enough where my staff can be good enough to support me. Knowing enough people. So I think, obviously, the hunger, the desire, you see the Sean McVay, the Kyle Shanahan's, the Mike McDaniels, you yeah. see that. Mm -hmm. But also, that tree is so well Connell, is all of them. established yeah. that they all know each other. They can develop good staffs. They have yep. a really good network. Yep. What are the networks going to be like here for them establishing coaching staffs? And I look at you know Mike, Mc, uh, Mike McDonald, for example. Yep. He, obviously, that Baltimore tree is... Thick, yeah, you know, yeah, in terms of yeah. guys you can trust the so Harbaugh. Definitely, if he come, he's saying come with yeah, me. Yeah, he's saying come yeah. with me, and yeah. obviously he knows John Harbaugh from uh, Michigan. He coached yep. there last year. Yeah, good coaching staff there. So I think there's a lot of a lot of positive uh, trees that they can draw from, and a lot of coaches they can build from. But I, I do love a young guy because they seem like they can relate. But obviously, you know, Dan Quinn relates better than any coach I've ever had. Yeah. He's a little bit of an older guy. So, all right, what is this segment called? This segment is called. Commander's Advantages. Yes, it and is. And it's brought to you by 
Northwest Federal Credit Union, the official credit union of the Washington Commanders. Stop searching, go Northwest. Check out nwfcu.org slash Washington to see how easy it is to join and how Northwest can help make your money work for you. Stop by a branch or visit nwfcu.org slash Washington today. You handled that like Bob Barker. You know, you, it was hard. You, it didn't come off as smooth when we first started doing it. But you, hey, you got it now. It's like just muscle memory at this yeah, point, yeah, right? Yeah, I know. I understand. Yeah, you get it. We're all here, just like this show. All right, so Commander's Advantages. And basically the point of this segment, and I think you guys are going to have some really good insight on this, so I'm excited to hear what you got to say, is why is this job the job? that We just mentioned these coaches. Yeah. We just mentioned those um, uh, the uh, head of football operations yeah. candidates, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, why would they pick this job? And I think the more you look at it, it's irresistible. There's a lot, <laughs> a lot to like. Right. First yeah. of all, we know this about coaches. They're about, I need to make the team look like I, mm. like me. All right. Well, guess what? Not only do you have the most cap money for free agency, you also have all of these draft picks plus a couple of second round picks. The number two pick. This team most definitely not because it usually takes two or three years for them to bend it to their wheel because Mm -hmm. they got a a bad contract here or or some here, a mainstay right here. No. This is clear as it's going to be. Clear as the upper car could ever be. This is best. Not only are you going to be a head coach in the NFCs? You will be renowned known for bringing back one of the stalwart mm. franchises back to glory because that's what we got going on right now. Hashtag back to glory. Mm. You will be that dude. Not only do you bend this to your identity, you get to pick your own quarterback if you want to change. Mm. You get to pick your own offensive lineman. You get to really do whatever you want. This is the clay that can be molded. Yeah. I was putting stuff down on my phone because I know he, as long as I thought he's gonna talk a little longer. I usually does talk a long. You know, I have to. Fred, I have to when Fred talks, Fred I have to take going. notes too. I gotta, I gotta stop. That, that could be like a fifteen-minute little monologue. So when you ask me why would this be a sexy spot, you know, far as to Ooh. come in there and be a coach, I, I look at destination. Uh-huh. You know, DC, yeah. DMV. Who, who don't want? Uh, I look at ownership. You know. Mm-hmm. What this ownership, Great ownership, you know, bro. I love brings that. you far as you know what they have done, their track record, and what they're trying to do. Then I look at the the potential of a new stadium coming soon. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, that's something probably what, years away from here, but, but it's coming. But probably no no more than five or six years. Yeah, and then I look at the cap space. Yeah. yeah, out of your first year, the cap room you have to go out there and do what you do, especially when it comes to free agents. The draft picks that we have, I mean, you got five in the first. Still can trade. For five people. in the first, what? Yep. Um, three rounds. Three, three rounds. rounds, yeah. And just, you know, you're right. Still can trade and get more for that. Yeah. Depending on what, you know, where, where everything's starting to, you know, add up when it comes to quarterbacks, who's going to stay in the top five, top ten, or who might drop. Mm. So you have so much room, wiggle room, I say, you yeah. know, when it comes to this team. And just, man, look, who don't want to be here in D.C.? I, I feel like what's going on with, with this Harris group, I think it's going to be new. It's exciting. It's going to be new, mm-hmm. and before you know it, it's going to be their stamp. You know, yep, they're going yep. to be able to say, this is what we bring. This is yep. who we are. Yep. You know what I mean? I think right now it still has that vibe or that feeling of that they're the new owners, but it's still someone else's team. They still ain't put their you know fingerprint they have, they have, on it. They haven't yeah. put their fingerprint or their foot in it yeah, yeah. enough yet. Yeah. So that would lead any coach to say, man, I want to be a part of that. Yeah. I, you know, I see what these guys have done elsewhere. Let me let me come and join that in, and be a part of that group. Man. Yes. You know? Yeah, and I think the uh, you mentioned ownership, <clears throat> and I think you know we got to give them a shout out because like of how they handled Ron. I think it yeah. shows incoming Respect. coaches yeah. how they can um, they can trust what the owners say, right? Because yeah. they said Ron, we're going to give you the end of the year. 
Ron landed the plane. They let Ron hang around the building a lot yesterday. They weren't like, you know, here's your stuff, get out of here kind of yep. thing. They, they treated him like a human being. And I think that was something with the old ownership yeah. that – didn't, it wasn't there. That was that people didn't like, yeah. right? They didn't. If you're a coach coming in, you weren't always sure how you're going to be treated. Yeah. Um, I, the, the draft pick thing is great. You know, second overall pick is such a huge carrot, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Now you get to pick. You're probably going to pick a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's going to be Drake May or Caleb Williams. You could do a lot worse, right? Or you trade the pick, whatever you're going to do. But that's a valuable piece, right? Yeah. You mentioned the top. I mean, top five picks in the first three rounds. But I look at the 36th pick. I look at the second that's pick overall. That's a first round pick. I look at the 40th pick. Like you got a bunch of draft capital right there yeah. to kind of make some big impact moves. And there are going to be some good football players there. Uh, I, you know, I started my draft prep uh, over the last couple of days. Yep. Yep. There's some good football players going to be some around good there. Play. It's a lot of depth in this draft. The cap space, Tana. I mean, you mentioned that mm-hmm. 86 million dollars total cap effective cap is uh, 63 million Mm -hmm. that number i think is a slightly misleading because they only have 27 people on the roster at the moment right yeah yeah. so they got to resign smidgen of a team yeah i got to resign a lot of people right but but i think fred you brought this up yeah that can kind of be a good thing yeah yeah great thing because it's like oh shoot well we got to fill we got to fill out a whole bunch of roster spots thank you let's get guys that that fit me that i want right i don't want i don't want the guys let's get the guys that we see over there playing now playing on you know who's playing sunday yeah Yeah. all right that's what i want to know and i can say this if, if you're listening out there all right you listening the new guy if you're listening, if you like baseball, <laughs> if you like basketball, if you like hockey, don't forget, this ownership group, you can get you to a Devils game. We can get you to a 76 game. And if you like baseball, we got you to the Dodgers games also. Don't yeah. forget that. And the Nets. The Nets down the street, right? Yeah, we, we got you. Yeah. Yeah, and I also think ownership, I go back to ownership, how appetizing that makes us is they're going to let you do football stuff. Yeah. Yes, they're, they're not going to come. Him. They're not going to come in and be like, you know what? I think you should take a quarterback here. Yeah. It's like, well, he's not on our board. Yeah, and, and, and we, we, this the 119 pick. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's something that, it, like, that ownership, Kenny, you brought it up, and I think that's such a good point. Like, oh, man. just having that scaffolding there. And is, you get to meet the president of America if you come here. Yeah. President of America? Yeah, you guaranteed to meet the president. Have you, met, you, have you met the president of America? Think about it. I've been here since 01. Have you met, I met one of them? Yeah, I met, I met two of them. I met two what? of them. I met three of them. Yeah, Who'd I you met, meet? I met, I met Bush. Meet Bush, me too. I, I read to the kids at um, at the White House my first year in 05. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah, on Easter. Yeah, I've been saying it had to be Easter. Yeah, it was Easter. How about day, you? Day, day, I didn't met oh, yeah, three so, different yeah. presidents. What, what book did you read? I can't remember. It was, it was <laughs> probably it was, Cat in the Hat. It, it was something for like some kindergarten to first, I think kindergarten to second grade group of uh, kids that I was reading to. Yeah. But it was cool, man. And uh, and then I met Obama before he even became president. president. Yeah, I met Obama. Little, he had his little, I guess you can say, um, you know, when they kind of make their appearances, make their rounds, and you got different sponsors that's trying to, yeah. you know, bring people, t- you know, to awareness yeah. of this guy. It was a group that was in Maryland. Um, I believe they they asked me and Sean Springs to be a part of their party. Mm-hmm. And they sold out tickets, and Obama popped up. Obama popped the square in front of me and talked to me about football. Talking about, mm-hmm. oh, really? Right. Right. By the Chicago Bears gonna beat us that year. Yeah. And we, and we beat Chicago. Now, all I can Who's think about like? is, well, Who's you know, Tanner. Who this dude, bro, when I tell you the guy sat there with me and Bluefoot and Bluefoot. the bastard know, <laughs> had, a, had a cigarette. <laughs> I, 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 
And, you know, I, Fred has a lot of those around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's why uh, I was having a hard time at the basketball game. But he game talked football, man. Yeah. And he talked about, and he knew us, for yeah. one. And so I was kind of like, And see, that's wow. the shocking thing. You know Every president know you, and you yeah. don't know it. Like, they yeah. know Logan Paulson because yeah. they watch the game. Maybe. Yeah. So he uh, talked football, and it was just crazy that that season, we needed to win that Chicago game to kind of get in the mix. And I had a big game, so I'm sitting there thinking to myself, he watching. Yeah. He watching. I know people he, don't think I about know that. he's sitting there saying, no, I talked to Tanner before this yep. game, you know, earlier yeah. this year. But, no, nah, it was cool just to be able to chop it up with him. So, yeah, that's, that's something neat. You know, you think about yeah. winning the Super Bowl, getting to do that, we actually have the opportunity Tune in, here. And because, then win the Super Bowl, still yeah. get to meet him. And don't forget about all the embassies here. So, princesses, princes, kings, of queens. princesses. They, yeah. they, they watching you. Yeah. I, I met these <laughs> you people. You heard of princesses. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Y'all don't think about that stuff. I, I, I have been overseas and somebody's like, yeah, I come to the embassy all the time in D.C. We, we love watching. I'm like, wow. Like, yeah. I think sometimes we don't we forget the reach yeah. of the DMV. If, yeah. if America is the most powerful country in the world, DC is the most powerful city yeah. in the world. Yeah. <clears throat> we are brought to you by Bet365. At Bet365, wow. we don't do ordinary. We believe every sport should be epic. Right now, new customers can choose between two offers when they open an account at Bet365. Use a QR code to sign up, deposit 10, and choose between either. First bet safety net offer by placing a bet up to 1,000, and if your qualifying bet loses, you receive a match refund in bonus bets. Or... Bet and get offer and place a bet of $5 or more and get 150 in bonus bets. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary Bet365, official sports betting partner of the Washington Commanders. Yes, yes, yeah. Are you doing the disclaimer? No, you did. you supposed to did. What? It's you my do turn? the third one? Man. We have, we you don't just hate either. reading? <laughs> I do. Must be 21 <laughs> plus and physically located in Virginia. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone who you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one 800 Gambler. That's what I do. Logan, Logan, I got a problem with gambling. I can't stop shooting craps. Well, we have a very special guest, guys. Oh. It, it is her. It is her. Yeah. Intern God. Caroline, victor of the fantasy football game. Congratulations. Sheesh. You guys all got clap for her? Damn, friend. I'm, I'm so clap for You're a hater. Yeah, I am a hater. Hater. Fred's yeah. a hater. Hate, hate, hate. I had hate, a question. Hate, hate. I had a question. I think Jason can answer this. How did I end up playing London when he was undefeated when we played. I don't get it. It, was, it, wasn't, he, like, it wasn't like a playoff. I, he Jason rigged this thing. It was not correct what happened. Oh, okay. So he played in the playoffs, so he lost in the playoff or something? So, so did he yeah. lose against me? Because so, 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 so the guest Caroline. Caroline, hi. Come Caroline, on. explain what well, happened. I understand that. Go okay, ahead and explain so, to me, Caroline. Look at those rigs, girl. Uh, you got yeah, the championship ring up, on. We got to get know. that in camera, yeah. <laughs> you got five or six big rings on it. Like, looks like Tom Brady out here. Here we go. We ain't got I <laughs> lost my <laughs> wedding <laughs> ring. I ain't got a nail ring. I'm Win- winners win, guys. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and Fred, give me a little slow clap. Yeah. Get that hate Come out of your heart. Let me hold that coffee for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, what happened in the Fantasy League was these two played in the Loser Bowl. Who's the two? Uh, me you and, Fred. and Fred. Yeah. <laughs> the so, toilet bowl. Yes. <laughs> we'll get to that later, but you two played in the loser bowl. Jason. So you were the worst two teams. Jason. Nice. And Tana played um, Ryan, our, our boss, um, okay. in the semis. Oh. And so Ryan beat you. Okay. And then I happened. played London in the semis, and I beat London. Got you. So I you was two wondering. were the consolation game. Got you. Yeah. I was wondering how men, 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 and London got together. You won. And then, and I, then I, I won. won it, yeah. yeah. And you won in a de- demonstrative way, according to the sheet. I know. Ryan kind of flopped because he so, – so Amari Cooper had, like, 50 points the week before, right. but then he was listed as questionable, and I guess he, like, gambled and – 
excuse me, wrong word. He, um, you know, made a. Well, yeah, we do got bad three made, made an educated decision yeah. about the health of a player. Excuse me, Ryan wasn't gambling. There's no money involved in this. <laughs> but um, he just made pride. an educated. Just pride. Yeah, just pride. Some of us care more about it, but some of us don't. Listen. If you don't, I don't hate losing, I you don't love winning. I couldn't tell you one person on my yeah, team, like, which well, is First of all, yeah. this is what I know. Jason did not sub my guys properly. Jason did it's not It's your care. team. It's your team. No, no I, he drafted all, my team. Once Jason drafted your team, you're supposed to take the liberty and go on there and check him out and do your sub I know yourself. for three weeks you he be had a play. You cheered when you won one game, and then now you blame Jason every time you lost. Yeah, listen. Yeah, it probably was really good. So, Caroline, who was on your team? And can we talk about why you were so successful this year? Because we didn't really play. But, I mean, you're in like what? six. You, there was a couple games no, you what didn't. What was your overall record? What was your overall record? Let's see. Tell uh, me that. I feel I like think, some cheating. Because you got to understand something. Some Caroline cheating. just shows you the prime example of when it gets to that crunch time, anybody can take it home. Oh, it's no, it's no logic to it. London, had, he was undefeated before he got into the damn playoffs, and then he just ended up losing two games. Well, yeah, I he started I eating a lot of gluten. In the regular season when he did was you? undefeated. So I think okay. I beat him I think once. you did. I think that was the yeah. big. We yeah, talked that about was, that. I think so, too. Okay. But, Leave a comment if you remember, fans. Um, I don't know. Basically, if you, if you actually played fantasy, there was a lot of inconsistency like, okay. within really good players. Yeah, Justin Jefferson didn't yeah, ball out this year. Yeah. A lot of yeah. guys that yeah. you thought was going to be the core of your team. Yeah. Devontae Adams. Justin Jefferson? The receiver. receiver. No, wasn't he like third? He was like leading the NFL. No, he just went But then he got hurt. He was hurt by six. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was like crushing it. So like. No, but what he's saying is that particular day that you want that guy to be that mm-hmm. guy, you can't either play him or when you do pick him, he, you don't he's know. Hurt, yeah. Okay. yeah, and he doesn't show I mean, up. You see what I'm saying? Justin Jefferson is like top three fantasy. Yeah. Like he had a thousand yards and he missed seven or eight games. Yeah, yeah. he's, so, he's like that. So did he but, still get a thousand yards this year? So, yeah, he, he, he crossed a thousand. That is crazy. I know. So anywho, he came alive again the last like few weeks. So I started rotating him back. Uh, so that definitely helped because he kind of came out the gate again, just like being good. That but is crazy. Devontae Adams too. Like the last nice. few weeks, he was just like crushing it. AP, yeah. you got a good team. Um. Oh, I also had Brees Hall. And that one game against oh. us just set him over the top. 35, 37. <laughs> it, it's like so it was, funny that I had Emmitt Smith on my team. He uh, didn't stop. He ain't played for 26 <laughs> so, years. So, obviously, a very talented team. Let's talk. Let's make it commander-centric oh, here, this man. conversation. Best commander in fantasy. Okay, so I actually no, – All right, I so I looked up some actual numbers instead of, you know. Sam. Okay. Well, I didn't really count Sam in this because quarterbacks typically get – They should a lot get of points. the most. So – Okay. I didn't include Sam in this, but he was the top, if mm. you were really going to go by that. Um, I thought I'd get some actual numbers, so I didn't just, you know, Fred Smoot up here and spit some <laughs> random numbers for you all. <laughs> I thought I'd get some hard you, facts. You know your colleague once. well. <laughs> just, just ski in here. You know Actually, your colleague put some, well. put some truth on this show no. for once. <laughs> Please. I'm the Pope. <laughs> oh, so, my God. So the top commander, minus Sam, was B-Rob. He had 171 total with 14 games played. 14. So, is that good? I have no context for that number. Um, it's pretty, yeah, it's good. That's pretty it's good. It's good. I mean, 14? for 14 games, too. Yeah. And so, the second was Terry with 161, but he was at 16. But he did drop a donut one week, which definitely hurt him. Hurt. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was, he, he could have. on everybody. I had yeah. him, too. So, Tress Wade probably with third. And then... <laughs> I had Curtis at three with 122. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, those are the most productive guys on the team, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then uh, in your opinion, your expert opinion, now that you've won the Commander's Fantasy League, who was uh, the breakout sleeper? Me? (laughs) Boy, please. 
Boy, boy, what? Boy, I was executive of the year. Boy, no, what? How, what? How could you possibly the be? The boy just blamed Jason for everything. He, <laughs> no, no, he's the executive hey, of the year. Hey, Jason been hating on me for years. <laughs> this ain't Jason. Oh, God. And the dude is, he's too much for himself, though. He I know, it's like, I thought, I thought we'd see a new Fred here, like, more humbled after the basketball experience, but no. It's just impossible. I'm a humble, but I'm still talking. <laughs> you, you should just regroup for next year. <laughs> Honestly. Ain't, ain't, ain't no letting the camp down. You got to no, stay true to I got you. Up. I got you. Um, okay, so breakout sleeper. Yeah. For my team, it was Brees Hall or George Pickens. Okay, uh, great. Those gotta, are excellent. Throw a yeah. in there, excellent football players. And uh, yeah. he was pretty explosive down the stretch there, uh, Pickens, yeah. right? Yeah. He was like kind of similar. That's what I'm saying. Inconsistency, like yeah. some when the games quarterback changed, that's when his 30. yards came. I was gonna say when it went to Rudolph. Yeah, it, it happened. But who? Mine was probably my blow up guys was who? I don't know. Don't know. Andre Rise and Sterling Sharp. <laughs> you don't even know who's on your team, which is okay, Fred. You didn't take it serious. You're naming all these damn guys I, that played before. You I know. Played. I know. <laughs> I know. I guess. Hey, at the end of the day, Jason set me up for failure, and I failed. Like, what, you can't. What you, you can't say you're executive in the year. So, of the so year. it's like saying that you cheated off somebody's paper, and they got it. <laughs> and then I made, and they got help, and we both got help. Why you ain't studying them, dude? Your team like isn't awful. Who's team? Well, who, tell me what I got. Oh, um, oh, Jason's team that Fred is taking ownership of. I rent the house from him. <laughs> yeah. So what we got Caroline. So Nobody. He's got two. Uh, I mean, two. All right. All right. Okay. You didn't even know that was on your team. You didn't even know that. <laughs> All right, who else? I, I think the week you won, you you have DJ Moore, and I'm pretty sure you played him. Was it against us? Yeah. Yes, I think it was. <laughs> he only had one good game against us. You had Stephon? No, he had a thousand. I, I think he's over a thousand. He had like 12. Who's, who's the second? Who's, who's Stephon Diggs. What are you? He slowed down at the end of the year. Who else? He's got Pacheco, Pacheco and Gibbs. Pacheco missed seven back. games. What? Man, listen, Jason set me up for failure. What did you say, Caroline? I, you had 26 points last game. <laughs> and you have the you have Swift. You have the Eagles running back. He, he slowed down at the end of the year. Listen, Jason, he sabotaged me. I've been sabotaged before. He, yeah, besides this, then nobody he called was successful. Do I got a pro bowl? Do I got one two, pro bowl? Two, uh, two was in the MVP conversation for like 50% you of the year. You also... On your bench, you have Josh Jacobs and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Neither you one of them like showed up this year. Tyler Lockett and listen. DeAndre Hopkins. Hey, listen. Tyler Lockett didn't have just, a big year. And, and DeAndre Hopkins. Hey, hey, listen to me. This is the worst team <laughs> oh ever. Y'all got to realize there's only five, people, six people in this, in this. You have Jonathan Taylor. What were you doing? I know. What are you, you doing? Had, like, I had the worst team ever seen. He didn't even know it was on his Carolina. team. He didn't care. He was just talking all that. Every week we talked about this fantasy stuff. And do you think Fred went on that phone and looked at <laughs> No, he didn't care. He blames Jason. And the one week he won, I'm the champ. I'm the <laughs> best. You remember that? I'm the best GM ever. Who ever assembled anything? Wait. <laughs> he beat me. How did you beat everybody and then lose? Oh, that because was the week you didn't start. Something. That's yeah, the one yeah. you ain't start nobody. Yeah. Loss is a loss. More. Loss okay. is a loss. Hey, Caroline, just That's tell so him. Even the garbage gets a stake every now and then. Oh, hey, hey, listen. We were the last team when I was here to beat the Eva Empire of New England yeah. before they start winning 19 championships. Yeah. So I done had good victories now. Yeah, it's, okay. All right, Carolina so back to Caroline. I mean, we're, she's we're she's about, the expert here on fantasy. We're talking about fantasy. Yeah. You're talking uh, about real life. <laughs> well, we different. see why my fantasy right. team lost. Who is this year's fantasy MVP? Worse. MVP, for me, 
Um, for your team or for the for our league? For our league, I think for our league probably Christian McCaffrey. Ooh. Darius Sanders. Mean, he's, he's pretty yeah, good. Come on. Darius Sanders. <laughs> for me, Josh Allen is good. Justin Jefferson is really good, but he missed a bunch of games. So Josh Allen. If I could only have Josh, Josh Allen. Allen, man. Yeah. I wish I had anybody that's still in the NFL. Huh? He's my guy, dude. That that, 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 argument, that argument doesn't in a week. that argument doesn't work when you when we just read off your team of like se- like several I don't, good I football have players. Guys. <laughs> I didn't but. have any guys. All right, and then uh, can you give us analysis on the toilet bowl, which is between me and Fred, <laughs> and why oh, Fred God. won that game? Let's go look at that. Game. Let's go look. Let's did I win? You did win. Yeah. All right. I had, what, what, I had 83 what? points somehow. You, you, you the, the stankest of all say what, stank. I say, what was the trophy? A frozen turd or something? What was the trophy? I don't know. It is Some tissue? Some tissue. <laughs> Some dirty tissue. Paper. So you're telling me Logan got you in the basketball game and the toilet bowl same no, week. No, I lost. I lost. Oh, you lost. I think I lost. Yeah. Oh yeah, you I, so, so you Fred, so Fred doesn't know anything about fantasy. I don't know. I know less than Fred. You can't, <laughs> you can't give Fred that credit, man. Give that credit to Jason. He, he just said. So he just the score was one twenty five point nine to eighty three point eight four. And I don't know a lot about fantasy, but that seems like a very small number. Dude, DJ Moore again just lit it up for you over there. Thank you, DJ. You didn't even know it. That's my DJ. Jason, Go great DJ. job. Jason, great job. That's my DJ. <laughs> Right, so. Pacheco. God, dude, your team's pretty good. <laughs> you should try a little harder. That's, I mean, come on. Hey, I'm one of them guys, man. So sometimes who, you got to let what, that river flow. Did you say that was a well-drafted team? Le- not yes. really. I mean, if you, if you actually <laughs> really really. I like how you're getting Jason all this time. We, our, our fantasy expert, Caroline, says that's a well-drafted team, so I'm going to trust Caroline. Yeah, I'm yeah, trust I, don't Caroline. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty solid. We had how many people were in our league? Nobody goes to a restaurant that's pretty it's solid. It's only six, so we all should get some. Nobody likes it. I don't even know who's on my team. What, who, was the, who scored the most points Lamar. for me? He was really good. Look, I mean, he's the law also firm of Lamar, MVP. Lamar, Lamar. And uh, he and scored the most MVP. points. Did anyone else score any points or no? Um, you, I'm, this like, see, this is the unlucky part. Like, your guys just had a bad day, just yeah. straight up. Like, I've been on fantasy leagues like that, bro. Yeah. I have all the best, and I'm, Listen, they don't show it when it's time. I, I'm what you call a fantasy league bandit because I didn't been in like six fantasy so, leagues, and I have yet to pay off any money. <laughs> so, Carol, I'm running in so, so Caroline, because you're the expert, if you're giving someone advice for fantasy football, ain't no what's advice. the advice? I'm saying? not the expert. You're the, you won. Playing no. the league with Fred. Yeah, no, here go the ex- That's Bingo. advice. No, this that's is the advice I give people. <laughs> Whoever was hot the year before that's going to be at the top of the draft, don't yeah. draft them because yeah. they won't have hot back-to-back big old yeah. years. Justin Jefferson yeah. was number one. Yeah. I'm telling <laughs> No, look at all the top fantasy guys from the year before and tell me what they did this year. Justin Jeff- Jefferson wasn't at the top of it. A lot of these guys were not at the top that was at the top the year before. Christian McCaffrey's <laughs> been the top fantasy guy for Debo wasn't. Yeah. Lamar, also really good fantasy. Really yeah, good. Yeah, this probably been his biggest fantasy year this year. I mean, he won a VP, like, 2019, 2020? Like, yeah. he won it. Not, uh, not yeah. really. Yeah. But, so, what's the advice? The advice? Um, so, I don't know the exact thing. for. I don't know if our league was, you know, running backs, when they catch a pass, it counts as a point. So, it was. So, you want to get a running back that catches the ball a lot, too, because they just get a quick point, mm. just straight off a, an easy pass. That would have been mm. good thinking so, about that. I mean, Christian McCaffrey runs the ball for 10 yards. That's a point. Uh, So, think about how many times he gets just a plain run for 10 yards. 10 yards. Against us, it was quite a few times. (laughs) So, he does that. He catches a few passes, and then he scores a touchdown. He had a touchdown streak of, like, 17 games. So, 
He's my number one fantasy guy, and Lamar's also just been playing out of this world. So your so. advice is find good football players. No, find dual threats. Find dual threats, and then find a sleeper. Like, I had Olave on the Saints, and he was pretty good. Some weeks, but... So how do you make the decision to say Olave's going to start this week? So moment. I thought that he would be the Saints' number one wide receiver pretty much because Michael uh, Thomas Michael never Thomas. plays. But he, like, never plays. Right. So my thought process was, oh, yeah, Derek Carton throwing the ball a lot. Didn't really a lot yeah, of weeks. Right. But, you know, I mean, it's worth a shot. You have to find somebody that – A sleeper. One of these people, when everyone's drafting so all the notorious This is, this is the analysis from the expert. Boom! Find good football players that score touchdowns Easy. and catch passes. Man, our league where you can Check, pick all the players. And then find a sleeper. And don't it. let Jason draft your team. How about that? We've just proven also, that that's yeah, not a real thing. Don't play. also draft a quarterback. Caroline like, drafted second, her own third team. round. Like she one of y'all drafted she, a quarterback. She is the only one really drafting early. her own team, and she won. I dropped my quarterback. Yeah, early. I, Tana, Tana and I were doing it live. I, I had mine, but I wasn't playing around. I had Pat Mahomes. Yeah. And then I had backups. I had a slew of backups for him. Now we we only had, it was only six players in this league, so I, yeah. I had a gang. Of, let me let me tell you my list. Let me read my list. <laughs> and that's the thing. See, the two people that took their destiny in their hand, they had higher scores than the people that Jason took care of. I let the computer do mine because I'm not going to put that evil on Jason. I mean, Jason's team was better than Logan's. So this is my team on paper. Right here. My you team know, was. Th- th- thank you, Caroline, for supporting Jason. Yeah, we, like, we know, we know saying, it's all Jason behind. But Fred's always like, the computer, the computer picks, and it's better, the AI, Listen. technology. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> hey, see, so y'all got y'all version, I got the truth. Check out, check out my guys. Okay, I we had, got. I had Pat Mahomes. That's pretty good. These are the guys that started, like, the last couple of weeks for me. Yeah, I had Pat, Pat Mahomes, Mike Evans, um, uh, Cass, I mean, DJ Metcalf, um, Zay Flowers. That's all you need. Montgomery. A chain, Laporta. That don't Nanjoku. sound nothing like Laporta. my team. I like that. That seems like Nanjoku. a sleeper to me. And then I had on the sleeper. bench. I had yeah, uh, like my bench was my bench was Dotson. I had Tyreek Hill on the bench because he hurt his ankle. He was playing for me the whole year. That don't sound nothing like my team. I had Robinson on the bench. I had C.J. Stroud on the bench. Can't even, man, come on. I like how you, I like I had, how you got his phone out I to look at his Ferguson team. I had on the bench. And he can't even figure out where it is. Nah, I'm, I'm pulling my phone out the text. Look, my kicker was Tucker, and my defense was the Jets. Ooh, that's really not a bad good. day. That's Wait, not but a bad you see, but this is my thing. This is my point. I got third in the league, but my point is, you see all I had, you just have to know when to put him in. Because because yeah. I had Tyreek Hill in that one game. That's why he ended up on my bench. Cause he was hurt that game and I didn't know, and, uh, I, and I gambled. Like she said, I gambled and say, "Oh, he's gonna play." They say he was like questionable and he didn't. He didn't play. So, you know, when things blew up in my face the next week, he wasn't playing at all. So I benched him, and that's the week he had like sixteen points. So, yep. all right, Caroline, final thoughts. Anything you want to add? Uh, nothing much. Just want to say Cousins. thanks for having me and victory lap. That's all. But yeah, it's my victory lap. Yeah. Well, congrats on winning. Well deserved. Big rings. Show everybody out. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for providing that great Follow insight. Up. Um, and that's going to do it for today's show. Yep. Uh, make sure you guys tune in on YouTube. And are we still doing two shows or what are we doing now, Jason? What's the once a week now? We're moving to once a week for the off seasons, but you can check us out on Spotify and YouTube. Thanks so much. The views and opinions expressed by our podcast guests and or hosts are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Washington commanders or any of their representatives.